This is Brian Panish from the legal podcast, Get in the Game. Hope you like what you're hearing. And remember, sharing is caring. Subscribe if you like it. Share with others. But don't forget, get in the game. So the neutral case summary is a big part of uh, what we uh, use here at Jury Analyst. This is the first thing that the um, virtual jurors will see about a particular case. So it's very important because this provides basic details and over overview that they're going to be reading. We do get a lot of questions about what makes a good one and a bad one. And we're joined here by Russell Nicolay of Nicolay Law Firm, who is a client with us in the past and has had a lot of success um, writing them. Russell, can you give us any tips about what makes a good uh, neutral case summary for you, please? Hi, Chris. Um, certainly. I think one of the big things that I focus on is I try to keep it very simple and concise. And so typically my neutral summaries are within a, you know, a typed page, maybe a little bit over. Um, but what I, what I start from is I want to set the neutral summary and really use the point that it is neutral and maybe even slightly to the negative because I wanna get the jury's honest perspective of either at a neutral or maybe even doing not as good as I think I would in court. Because as we all know, um, things happen between uh, the, pre, the final pretrial and trial or even during trial where you get some evidence in, um, but you may not get evidence in or the defense may get some negative evidence in. And so I kinda wanna know what it looks like to a jury on my worst day or on a day where I might be leaning a little bit to the negative. And that way, if I get, you know, I do better at getting evidence in or keeping evidence out, then I know I have a better chance um, succeeding. So what I do is I look at my case and I like to summarize the liability. If there's anything that's gonna be uncontested I make sure that's very clear in my uh, case summary. And if there's any questions of liability, I make those very clear um, and simple and, and again, neutral or maybe slightly to the negative. So that's on the liability aspect. And I make that a, a simple fact scenario and a simple um, quick thing for the potential jurors to read. And then I get into you know, the, the treatment or the damages. And so we try to make that hit the high points um, and make it very concise and uh, easy to read and you know, not medical terminology. And one thing that I've done with success, and it depends, I mean, it's a little bit of a strategy, is do you wanna include like medical illustrations or medical animations? I typically do that. Um, the reason being is that my experience has been, one, the jurors and you know, mock jurors really like it. It helps them visualize the injuries. Um, but my experience has been, most of the judges that I've been in front of have allowed those in. So I'm not too worried that they may not actually make it from the actual jurors. If you're in a jurisdiction where you have, um, you know, you've had some experience, you're concerned that you won't be able to get these medical animations or illustrations in, then you may, it may make sense to keep them out um, or do two, you know, two scenarios, right? One with the illustrations and one without. But like I said, I typically put those in and I put those along with the, the summary of, of the medical treatment. And again, it's it, you wanna keep it concise. I think as lawyers, we always wanna fill in a lot of details, but we gotta remember um, one, for a jury, you wanna to try to keep it as simple as you can, but also for the mock jury, you only have so much time and you wanna get their overall feelings on things. And so 
you know, you try to hit the high points for the treatment um, and, and the issues. And again, you hit the low points as well, you know, as far as like, this is a problem or there was this pre-existing injury, but you make that quick and concise. And again, like I said, I, I think my, my summary is typically a page, maybe a little bit more. Um, and some of that is kind of bullet points too. So it's not all type, but I, I mean, I think the key takeaway is just make it simple and make it easy for um, potential jurors to understand uh, along with making sure you keep it neutral. And in my instance, I like to lean to the negative, lean against my, um, my case a little bit to really see what my worst day in court would look like. Um, that way, when I get the results from the, uh, from the mock jurors, it gives me an idea of even if on my bad day, here's kind of what I'm looking at. And that helps me not only prepare for trial and be confident, but then also even on a mediation, I have some ideas of what the jurors already are concerned with um, and potentially what the valuation will look like. So, um, you know, if the defense comes to me with an offer, I have an idea of whether it's within that range of being reasonable, or maybe it's even one where I know my mock jurors already said, hey, this is a case that we don't really see eye to eye with you on. Um, and I know that maybe that, that potential offer is even more favorable. But I think what I really like to see is what do the jurors like to look at? How do they evaluate my case? What do they see as concerns um, in that neutral or slightly negative uh, way? And that just gives me that confidence of now I'm getting some feedback uh, on a case that even if I don't do so great, I know what people potentially think and the hope is I'll do much better. And it gives you that confidence to be prepared for mediation and then trial. But I, I think that's what you got to look at it is you're not trying to get a bunch of yes men or women or get people to tell you how, you know, congratulate on how good of a case you have or, you know, how bad your client was injured or how much they've been wrong. But really you want to see what maybe on one of your not so good days or even worse days, what the, these jurors would, uh, or these mock jurors potentially be looking at and potentially award your client. Um, and I think that's really important because you're kind of looking for the holes and weaknesses in your cases, um, not only the positives. And I think the positives come out in, in your case, regardless when you put it in this concise summary way, because they're looking for things that where they already identify with, hey, this is a positive. You might already know that, maybe you don't. But what you really, really need to know in my case is, I think, is what are the negatives and what, what's going to be concerned. If you leave that out because you want to sugarcoat your case, you're doing yourself a disfavor. Yeah, and I, I think one of the big things is, and that makes the, my neutral summaries work well for my case is, is just going back and forth, um, taking the feedback from, from the staff, the, the scientists, behavior scientists, as to the questions and concerns they have, being that you know they're the ones that have run these focus groups and have done these data, uh, you know, these surveys. And then trying to figure out a way, again, to keep it neutral or slightly the negative and, and keep it concise. And I think that's the key part is it's, it's simple to say, hey, I hired you guys, just take it, run with it. But that's not the best way to, in my, in my opinion, to do this is to work hand in hand um, with the behavioral scientists to really craft that summary, again, I, again neutral or slightly negative that um, you feel almost like if you're preparing your case for mediation or you're preparing your case for an arbitration or even trial, you need to put the time in. And I'm not saying that you need to put that much time in preparing this as, as much as you would for like a trial, but you really wanna look at it as taking some time and really focusing on 
what is going to be the end um, document, the end information that's going to these mock jurors, because like, what do they say? Like, you know, you're only, what you put in is what you get out. And that's the same thing here. And so I think the good, the good thing is you guys are good at figuring out what we need to do and, you know, what would be potentially helpful. But on our end, we need to take that and we know our case better than anyone. And we need to make sure we follow through and get all of that information and do it in the right way. So to go back and forth and work with, with the behavioral scientists to make sure that you're, you're taking the time, attention, and effort to listen to what they're saying. And then with that end goal of getting a true and accurate um, kind of findings or feedback on, on a neutral view or even a slightly negative view of your case. And that, that takes some time and effort, but it's, it's one, you're already spending the money. So you need to, you know, you take it from that point of view, but then it's, it's time and effort well spent because the information, the data you're getting is going to be invaluable for um, potentially weaknesses and positives. Now that you're finding out that you can start to craft your strategy a little bit different, but also it's going to help you, I think, negotiate whether it's, uh, you know, attorney to attorney or it's that mediation a lot better. And then on top of it, have the confidence at mediation to know where you sit and what you need to do. And uh, I know a lot of cases I have not settled at mediation because I've been confident in the data that I've received. And they'll settle like the Thursday or Friday before a Monday trial because I know where my case is and I know what it looks like on a bad day and I'm confident. So um, then when the defense finally comes around to seeing it the way that not only I see it, but our mock jurors see it you know, then, then we get the case settled, but not until then. And that gives you the confidence to hang in there and, and either wait till they come to you with a fair value or, you know, try the case because you, you know, you have the data and you know what folks are looking at and what they think, um, even not on your best day. Sure. So to summarize very briefly, the neutral case summary, keep it short, keep it simple and easy to understand and keep it neutral, even tending a little negative, just in case you have a bad day. And with a neutral case summary, make sure you're working back and forth with the data scientists and the behavioral scientists so that it is as good as possible because, as you said, the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. In the courtroom, we rely on compelling evidence often rooted in the detail work of scientists. That's why I'm introducing Science of Justice. This podcast by Jury Analyst isn't just legal chatter. It's a deep dive into law and science using real science, real data, and real time. The team at Science of Justice stands for integrity. They break down complex scientific principles to serve those wronged or injured, making it accessible for lawyers and other justice seekers. So now, let's really up your game and embrace some real evidence. Say goodbye to following the herd and start practicing law based on facts. You gotta check out now the Science of Justice podcast.